0: Good morning everyone. This is Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Seagull Network. Our show is sponsored by Marzipan Bakery, where one taste is all it takes. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Naomi Nachman. I'm about all the food, all the time. I love food. I love shopping for food. I love cooking, eating at restaurants, anything food related. I'm a cookbook author now I can say that uh, I have a blog called the Aussie Gourmet I'm a personal chef I run cooking competitions I cook for people anytime they don't feel like cooking and I work with a lot of different food brands and I just love what I do and I'm very passionate excited about food so I want to hear about your excitement about food so you know you can email me naomi at nachamsiegel.com and share your food journeys with me like I share mine with you you can find me on Instagram, Facebook. My website, the Aussie Your Mate. A little bit on Pinterest and Twitter. <laughs> so, um, I'm very excited to be here. It's been like two weeks, three weeks since we since we met up. Yeah, before Shavuos. But I'm talking to ZK here. Yeah, before Shavous. I feel like like it's been ages, right? I love being back on the hot seat. I love coming to the Lower East Side. Um, so, uh, lots to catch up on. As you guys know, Thailand is coming up in like three weeks. I'm very excited. So, people are interested in coming to Thailand and M- Miriam Schreiber's Kosher Legacy Tours. You can email me, Naomi, at nachamsiegel.com, and we can, um, you know, get you some more information. There are just a few spots left on the show, so uh, on the trip, I should say. So, uh, if you're interested, it's going to be the trip of a lifetime, Vietnam, Singapore, Thailand Bangkok how crazy is that so I'm super excited was actually never really on on like well, I have this bucket list of places I want to go to and this was on it but not so high up and once I was offered to come on this trip to do the cooking demos I'm like it I, I, I started researching more and more and more and especially after my friend Danielle Renoff, peas love and carrots on Instagram went on her trip I'm like oh my god I'm so excited I cannot wait to go um Just a little bit of a a restaurant um, catch up. I recently went to Mocha Blue. My friend Dan Weiss, remember he was on the show like at the beginning of the season. He was the general manager at 613 in Stanford. He now switched restaurants and he's at Mocha Blue. Had a fabulous meal there. So a big shout out to uh, Mocha Blue and it was really a great meal and very generous portions and we had a great time. So make sure you uh, check out Mocha Blue. It's been around a Several years, um, but it was, you know, had a bit of a menu revamp with new managing, new life, new blood, so it was really lovely. Um, I'm excited also this summer, Camp Shoshanim and Camp Nesher is having uh, the Susie Fishbine Culinary Institute where I'll be working with Susie. She'll be there running a series um, for kids in the camp. It's an unbelievable experience. If your kids have not signed up for camp yet, there may be just a very few spots left and then you can sign up within that to go to the take classes with Susie and me and Naomi Ross. So fun, busy, busy cooking summer. Um, okay. We are very excited to have on the phone with me my friend, Victoria Dweck. Let me tell you guys, Victoria Dweck is one of the most accomplished mothers that I know, along with her friend, Leah Shapiro. They have written Many, many books, and we're going to get Victoria in the line. She's going to tell us all of them because I don't want to say the wrong number. But her latest book, "Secrets of Skinny Cooking" by Art Scroll. Woohoo! Shout out to Art Scroll, my publisher too. Um, shout out to Art Scroll. Um, published her latest book. I know it's already flying off the shelves. I heard word from Gedalia Slaughter that it's selling amazing, which is not surprising with with the, the quality of the work that she shares with us each week in her army and and in her um, Instagram. And now her next book. Welcome, Victoria. Hi, Naomi. Wow. A great introduction. Well It's all true. Like, I am in awe of how Victoria gets this all done, right? Well, while I'm on hold, I might be, uh, you know, taking care of babies, yes. Yeah, so. I oh, know. Baruch Hashem, you're amazing. you got, like, quite a bunch of kids there, and you have a little one, and you had a, a baby while you were doing the book, right? Like Yes,
1: yes, right in the middle of photo
0: shoots. It's unbelievable because I called my book my baby. I could not <laughs> I know. handle anything else. And my youngest yeah. was nine and it was a real big juggle.
1: We might have a book with every baby, but they're not my babies.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's really, you did an, another unbelievable job. What book number is this again? I was trying this to... This is seven. One, two. I'm looking at the picture. Three, four, five, six, seven. It's unreal. Yes.
1: Four Made Easy series and then two Secret Restaurant Recipes and now this...
0: It's beautiful. Um, let's talk about before we go into the actual recipes. Who's your photographer? SD Waldman of SD
1: Photography, and you know, SD is amazing. I love working with her.
0: Okay, she did. She did a beautiful job.
1: Yes, she did, and it's great. We worked together, you know, on Army with Whisk with the magazine. Okay, and I knew I'd want to work with her, you know, on this book.
0: Okay, great. It, it's it's now. How did your partnership with Shawnee come about? So, Shani,
1: actually, this book was something I always had in the back of my head. Whenever I was writing the other books, and even, like, restaurant dishes, they're amazing. They're fun. They're great. Shabbos, you know, special occasions. Even everyday secret restaurant recipes is great. A lot of everyday dishes. But, and some of them are de- definitely healthy. But I knew that, like, this is a book that I knew that people needed, and I knew it could, like, help people. And I knew I always wanted to write this book. And I always thought I would write it after the next baby, after the next baby, because, you know, after you have a baby, that's when you're interested in in writing skinny recipes.
0: (laughs) That's so true.
1: I had started a little bit, and then when Shani approached me, you know, that she also wanted to work on such a book, then it was full force forward, because now, you know, when I had Leia writing with me, it's easy to be motivated. We push each other. Right, right. So now, you know, the partnership works, because you have another person that also has the same goal as you, so that's when... A year ago, we went full
0: force ahead. Right. So it took you about a year from concept. It takes a
1: year, yes. From I mean, I had about 20 recipes, you know, when, Shani, when I met with Shawnee. But it's, you know, a lot of things are things that I make every day or things that I love that I adapted and I lightened up. But... Um, it takes a year, the process, yes.
0: I, I remember even when we did at my book, like we were even changing recipes as the photo shoot was going along. We're like making little tweaks in the recipes. Did you do that?
1: So I in this book, I, I didn't. I wrote the recipe most of the recipes. I would say like 80%. The summer, I concentrated on the recipes and cooking. And I just saved, like, the wintery stuff, all the soups, and maybe the the hardier things for the winter, and maybe, like, a couple of things here and there. But I concentrated on the recipes in the summer. And then for the photo shoots, I did it with Esty every Monday throughout the winter, so I'd prep on Sunday, and I'm really sorry that my kids had really boring Sundays. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
0: yeah, sometimes my family has that too if I'm working. I
1: promise my daughter next winter is going to be super exciting every <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> Good and, for her. And I, I just couldn't lose a work day, you know, prepping. We'd prep about, I'd prep about 12 dishes every Sunday, and I'd bring them to Esty Waldman studio on Mondays, and we'd shoot Mondays, Monday, 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 Monday. And then I took one month off. In December, when I had my last daughter, and then
0: I continued in January. Unbelievable. It's unreal, right? It's it's so impressive. Okay, now, what's Shani's background? So, Shani is,
1: she's a certified nutritionist, a certified diet technician, and she takes tech- and what do these, these initials stand for, right? Yeah, now? yeah, yeah. Like, um, I don't know.
0: I have MRS in front of my name. That's about it.
1: I have I, an MFA, but I don't put it in back of my name. Right. I have a BA.
0: I don't ever write BA.
1: Um, yeah. So so she actually, she's helped coach, you know, hundreds and maybe probably, maybe even thousands, you know, of clients. Super popular, super successful with her clients. Uh, they always come back, you know, I mean, not, I don't mean that way. There's always you know they're always they're, they they always shiny it works with shiny you know and she's very she's very practical too she's not she, she she some people like they might be just eating vegetables and protein and they think and they're starving themselves and they come to her and she gives them a much more balanced plan she doesn't believe that there's no for anything. She's a very big believer in balance. So I really like found that it was easy to work with her because if I wanted a recipe or I wanted an ingredient, like there was always a way that we could make it happen. Nothing was an absolute, you know, absolute no. So it was great working with her and I like her approach, very balanced approach to food. And, you know, she helped a lot with like the portion sizes and all the tips and motivation and the tweaks, the tweaks that we would need to make it fit into. You know, make everything as healthy and you know staying flavorful as we could and and it's funny she also has a food line, also she sells some you know oh that's clever carry her goods. so yeah. she's
0: based in Lakewood from my understanding based in Lakewood, but she coaches clients really all over the world right I saw her like in Switzerland and in israel so mm-hmm. so how do people find her?
1: I think by word of word of mouth, she's just her clients are really successful, and you know I've I know tons of people. It's almost everyone you know is, you know, coached by
0: Shani. <laughs> that's very cute. So if someone wants to join, how do they find her to reach out to her to become a client? Let's um, give her a little PR. Shani, I guess, I could
1: check if that's the website. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah let, let's get that <laughs> so information out to everyone. Google today. No, I love that, you know, can I? we just talk about, I love that you show, like, Secrets, our friend, the fridge. Like, I love yes. that. And you have, like, the, the overnight jars of oatmeal and, and just um, the snacks. Like, yeah,
1: that's very cool. because clever. aren't those, like, little sweet treats that you don't have to do any work for? I, I'm not a big fan of, like, snack recipes because you don't want to have to work for a snack. But there's a lot of things that, like, I like that just satisfy. Right, you right. Know, at the end of the day, you need something sweet. You don't want to go through the fridge because we all have, like, brownies in the fridge you know um, so like you don't want to be rummaging through the freezer or whatever I mean the freezer not the fridge right so I, uh, I like these having these these little treats around these treats so I would definitely recommend you know they're all unsponsored these are really like the treats that I really love and we really
0: no I, I really uh, I really really appreciate that and you sharing that with everyone like I personally don't have a sweet tooth I would grab a bag of salty <laughs> fried potato chips in a heartbeat <laughs> That's like, that's my to-go-to. I don't eat oh, sugar. Good. I would like, I love the fact that you had the, the, the rice cakes with the hummus and the Israeli salad on top. As I'm saying it, my mouth is watering. That would literally you know be my is, snack.
1: You know what it is? Because a lot of times, yeah, recipes are great and there's like 130 recipes in the book. But I also wanted the practical ideas. A lot of things we eat aren't recipes. A lot of things we just throw together. You know, you have two minutes. You just want to add this and this to a toast, or you know, rice cakes, or you know, or any other kind of you know easy to grab type of snack or meal. So right. it has you know because lots of those too.
0: I love the little. Can I just say I love those little hummuses? You know, the two ounce little. hummus with some carrot sticks or little cherry tomatoes. That's like <laughs> that's my that's my snack. Like I love okay. that. Okay, <laughs> uh, which is good, right? Like, um, I don't know, it's a lot of calories. <laughs> it is. Comas is a lot of calories. It is, but it keeps me fuller longer.
1: I guess so, yes. But you know, I really wanted to give everybody the most. Look, it's definitely a healthy snack. Right. I, I, I really want to give people the most bang for the buck in every in every way. One of the one of the items that's in the book that I created is a tahini style dressing because you know
0: tahini oh, is also oh oh my gosh I'm I'm looking for it now I'm looking for it in the book I've got the book actually in front of me well, I, let's go to the fish chapter the fish chapter oh Thai chicken salad oh it's so funny I just wrote a recipe for for me to take to Thailand to do on my co- as a cooking demo and okay you have to probably be much more authentic to yeah Thai, yeah no then. this is actually this I'm looking at it yeah. Uh, the only thing it doesn't have in yours is um, uh, lemongrass. <laughs> okay, well, you know. <laughs> not, not so, not so um, I available. I have access to lemongrass here locally, but I don't think many people do. Yeah. God May Glad actually has it. So we're, so you want me to look for the, which page was it? There's a tahini style dressing. It's, in the fish section? It's in the fish, yeah, because I really, it's, it
1: captures the flavors of tahini, but it's really low calorie. And we use it over fish. There's a tahini salmon. And I use it. I have a sabish salad, which yes, is one of my favorites. I saw salad, that. So I uh, use it there. You had
0: me an eggplant. <laughs>
1: um, so I use that tahini style dressing because it has the flavors without the calories. Uh, we use it as a dip, you know, for our smoked eggplant wontons.
0: I love this book. You have got like the same (laughs) flavor profile that I love. The only thing I don't love is Splendor. But what could we... So I really only used it where people... I didn't want to put Splendor in food.
1: I only used substitutes where people would already use it, like in the desserts or like in a salad dressing.
0: So can we you switch know? it out back to normal? Like what's one you packet could. of Splenda? and I think in the whole book, also if people don't, if they want to use a tablespoon of oil or a couple of
1: oils and they don't want to use cooking food everything, go ahead. Any recipe that I make, of course it'll be a little better with some oil, but so you, the recipes are good on their own and I stand by, you know, everyone even with cooking spray, but you could enjoy them if you want with a little oil too, if that's how you prefer to cook.
0: Right, right.
1: And uh, it still be light and healthy, just not as much. I just wanted to keep it as light as I could. As
0: light as possible. Well, you know, you are looking, you know, it is a book about, Yes, I don't want to call it a diet book, right? No, like it's not no, a diet book, a diet's a way of life. Because wanna... I feel
1: like this is the way I eat even if I'm not on a diet Right. because it is a way of life. And I really believe that if your day-to-day foods are light and healthy, then it doesn't matter if you go out to eat in a restaurant. And it doesn't matter if you go to a Simcha and you enjoy the dessert there. And it doesn't matter if these things pop up. You don't have to feel guilty because if everything else is healthy, then it's okay. You could go out for ice cream and not think
0: about it. You know, I get asked this question a lot. Naomi, we always see you eating on Instagram. Why aren't you the size of a house? And I, you know, I say that. You're running
1: around with uh, your energy. I'm running
0: around. I'm definitely, everyone knows, I'm very high energy. um, But I really, I'm not a big nusher in general. So I don't find, like, a lot of people like to eat snacks. Svi Nachman, my dear husband, loves, like, little snacks to eat during the, the day. I don't eat so much snacks during the day. But I love, like, I watch what I eat. I'm accountable to myself. But I, I don't know, like, I will have a good pig out, you know, like, but then I compensate by, like, during the, you know, either Shabbos if I pick out or during the week if I go out somewhere fabulous for dinner, then I will, like, try to compensate the next few days by being good and not eating junk or fried schnitzel for dinner, which I love. Mm-hmm. So it's all about the balance. I just. It
1: is, yeah. I, and
0: nobody should ever
1: think, I can't have this, I can't have that. Because if you are, if your day to day is light and healthy, you can really have anything. Right. Like,
0: I. I think that's really important, like really like try to eat healthy overall. But, you know, enjoy life as it is. It's all about moderation, right? And you know what? People that feel,
1: like, really deprived... Like, the reason I wrote this book is I'd be in a room where everybody would be moaning and groaning about their diet or they would say, oh, it's so hard, I can't have a donut every day. Or it's so hard to have plain tuna fish for lunch every day. Or you'd see them, I'd be in someone's house and they'd be pulling out their diet dinner from the oven. You know what those dinners look like? Really depressing. Right. And and I'm like, it doesn't have to be that way. You don't have to, like... Say, oh, I like plain chicken. You don't have to have plain chicken. You can make a flavorful, amazing, exciting dish that's not more calories.
0: Right. No, it's it's true. And this book has proved it to everyone. Victoria has got an amazing name in the industry. She's the editor, say, right, editor-in-chief of the uh, Whisk.
1: A managing editor of Whisk, yes, which uh, is Army Magazine's food magazine. Right.
0: You're, you've got many cookbooks. This is book seven. Yeah. Victoria Knows Food. And she knows how to keep it delicious and healthy. And, you know, you've got a great name in the industry and people are just going to – should really listen up because, you know, you have a recipe right here in front of me. I've got the book, page 260, creme brulee. When I got the book yesterday (laughs) – The only diary book that will ever have creme brulee. I know. Gadalia. my book didn't come. It was supposed to come like a week ago and it didn't come. So I'm like, Gadalia, I didn't get my book. And Victoria's coming on the show. He overnighted me the book. And my daughter was at the house. My married daughter was over at the house when the book came. She opens up the book. She's like, "Mom, there's creme brulee in here." And she's also very healthy. Like she's what you would call a you know a skinny cook. You know she watches what she eats. She eats all the green kale stuff. Her husband doesn't love it, but he's a good sport. Um, but but when she saw creme brulee in there, who has creme brulee in a diet book? Not you know diet what? book. We're it not has, saying book. It skinny has egg book.
1: yolks. It has sugar. But all I did was swap out the. The heavy cream, which is 800 calories a cup, for whole milk. So it has all the rich flavor because, of course, when I used whole milk, I had to figure out how to make it thick and, you know, corn star chops with that. But I didn't need to cut out sugar or cut out yolks because when you're going from the main ingredient being 800 calories to 150, that's a great sweet treat. And it's only like about 100, 105, something like that calories per Dessert.
0: I am so going to make that one night for dinner just done next week. My daughter's coming back from seminary and she loves creme brulee. So it tastes
1: I- really like I make creme brulee often and it really tastes just like the authentic Mechanica party I made entirely from this book. We had eggplant parmesan, we had this creme brulee, I made all the salads, and I didn't tell people until the end of the party oh, that eggplant parmesan, yeah, it's like 80 calories a serving. You know, nobody knew and nobody even imagined.
0: Unbelievable. It's it's great. You're such a hard worker. You like blow me away. And well hopefully now I can take a break. I hope so. I hope I you'll take sit your by break. a
1: break. Yeah,
0: I think that's a really good idea. Um I'd like the summer to actually start though. I need some summer weather. Yeah, that's
1: that mate. That Maybe we'll get some
0: now. Yeah. We had those last few days in May where the weather was absolutely beautiful and now not so much so um, it's coming yeah so bring it on all right everyone thank you for joining in and listen to victoria and and um we're going to do a giveaway oh fun yeah so um you want this gorgeous book i'm holding it up to the camera you know that uh, everyone we have a youtube channel um so you can watch the show um i'm holding the book up for those who are watching it you can uh, get the image um And have a look at the screen on NahumSiegel.com right now. Uh, Secrets of Skinny Cooking, Victoria Dweck, Shani Taub. Um, I'm holding that up over there. Um, We're doing a little bit of Instagram as we're doing this to to share the love of Table for Two. Did you know there's a new cookbook out called Table for Two? No. Oh,
1: maybe, yes. A newlywed book. A
0: newlywed book. I thought that's so cute. I've got to get her on the show. So I'm calling out to you now. Table for Two. Come on, Table for Two. I'm, I've got to find you. I think you're in Israel. <laughs> so I want to have Table for Two on Table for Two in the next couple of weeks before the summer break. Um, okay, thanks so much, Victoria. So uh, everyone, you. if you want the book, um, you can buy it at your local Judaica stores on Amazon, artsgirl.com. you want to win one, we got a giveaway on Table for Two. Email me, naomi at nachamsiegel.com and follow Naomi Nachman and Victoria Dweck on Instagram. you got to follow both on Instagram to get the book. All right. Victoria, thank you so much. I know you you have a really busy day, right? Uh, actually,
1: I am packing up. I'm moving to Lakewood for the summer. Oh, fun!
0: So, oh, I like that. Yeah. I'm I'm coming to Lakewood. I've got a wedding in a few weeks, so we'll okay, we'll meet come, up. We have a
1: pool, so come. Maybe you could relax for like a half an hour, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I'm
0: going to be be relaxing by then. Okay. <laughs> Hopefully, my kids will already be off in camp. So, yay. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, so you could sit by your pool. That sounds like a plan. All right, have, yeah. have a good run. Have a good Shabbos. Thank you, Victoria. Okay, you too. Victoria Dweck, all the way from Deal moving to Lakewood as we speak. She uh, gave me some time in her crazy, hectic schedule. Okay, uh, this is Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. Our show is sponsored by Marcy Pan Bakery. One taste is all it takes. We are right here on the Lower East Side. We're having a a, a pre-Friday get-together because um, I really, really, really wanted to have my next guest, Jill Duchesne, the Shatra. Am I saying all right, right? Shatra? Yep, own it. Own, own it. it. Okay. All right. Shatra. The Shatra the Shatra Club, and um, we'll talk to, to uh, Jill in a second. But um, she, I really wanted to have her in the show, and so we said let's meet up on a Wednesday because it's very hard to get to the studio on a Friday morning, as we know. So uh, we're going to – we we said – and she took the ferry in. I did. Yeah, how You was should she?
2: try it. Come, I, come back with me.
0: It's funny. You know <laughs> what? I should, When I come to Lakewood for that wedding,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I should take the ferry there.
2: Yeah. Right. Um, If the timing – you have to check the schedule. On the website. On the website. So yeah. you
0: can actually take a ferry from? But Then you need a car. Oh, Uber. Uber. you covered. Okay, because my <laughs> husband can maybe then drive in from to the wedding and meet me there and come back and with then, him. Perfect. Okay, is, yes. it, is it a good ride?
2: It was very relaxing. Um, I saw a Statue of Liberty. I sat inside because it was a
0: little windy. windy today. It's windy today, Um, yeah. But from
2: the window, I'm like, oh, look, Statue of Liberty. And there was like a little ray
0: of light shining on it. Oh. beyond the clouds like that's what cool. the immigrants saw as they sailed into new york yep. harbor not me i came in through JFK. i actually
2: i didn't feel like an immigrant but i do feel like a tourist today
0: <laughs> right coming into the city yes. right but you know i used to live right here on the lower east side and i've been coming into the studio zk i think i've been doing this since for about four and a half years um and so i come to the lower east side almost every week every other week whenever we do the shows every friday for like two and a half four and a half years and i still get excited when i come into Manhattan exciting it, yeah. there's just so much to look at yeah there's a lot there's a lot of building going on right now also yes i noticed that too <laughs> you know this is the the, the first Lower East, the Lower East side was the first jewish neighborhood in america and it's like there's a few iconic things still going on here of course the Lower East side but that's not yes. as old as the jewish community
2: right
0: um this nachum's been on the air for 30 what is it 30 plus, 30 plus. yeah it doesn't make us sound so old right nachum um, yeah, so uh, I met Jill a couple of weeks ago. You know, I have this new obsession with going to Lakewood. <laughs> I met I met, you know, Miriam Pascal, my my um f- cookbook photographer and very close friend and I'm very excited. She has a book coming out, uh with art scroll, of course. Uh, this December for, in time for Hanukkah. And um so we I'd go to Lakewood a lot and we had we'd have fun there. Like I it's don't know, fun. you have a lot of restaurants there. Yes. Well, I'm not in Lakewood but it's an easy drive. So where are you? Tell me tell me a little bit about Deal. What do you want to know? Well, as far <laughs> as serious. I know, it's just got a lot of people from the Syrian Jewish community. Yes. So tell me a little bit more. How, how um, long ago? Do you know how long it's been around? Like when did start Jews knew. moving there? Is that my phone? Uh-huh. <laughs> Was that maybe my next guests? We don't know. So we were doing a little bit of an Instagram live. So maybe we should end it now, the Instagram. <laughs> so let's wave goodbye to Instagram. Uh, Thanks for joining. Let me know if you had fun while while you watched it. Was it was it fun? Okay, maybe it was boring. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and this will be, they'll obviously watch it um, when it comes on, when we're going to broadcast it on Friday morning on NachemSeagle.com. So bye, everyone, on Instagram. We Instagram this. We thought it would be a little bit of fun to build our following on the uh, dot com. you know, table for two. So it's ended. Okay. Thank you so much. Pass me the phone. I just want to make sure that like everyone is coming. That they're supposed to, to come here today. Um, okay, let's do that, and then let's see if everyone is checking up. Okay, I'm sorry I've interrupted you. That's
2: okay. Um, what? Wh- when did deal start? That's a very good question. Um, if before might- I was born. Okay. Good <laughs> start there. Um, I don't know it's it's a it's just a great community. That. Huh? So that's okay. That's it's cool. quiet. Yeah. Yes, very quiet, and it's people who year. live there love the quiet. I know it's really? hard to like imagine when you're coming from Brooklyn it's or a a City major. or like Lakewood, but pretty cool right it's very quiet and relaxed, and people Okay.
0: Like it. We're good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Good. And do you have like? Is it? Are there like a lot of schools? A lot of schools? There like- are
2: many schools. Um, one for each like neighborhood. Okay. Um, good. like city, like let's say Long Branch and Dio. I've been to Long Branch. Yes. Have I've cousins been? there. Oh. Yeah, so Yeah. Oh, wait, we spoke about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a little... I got a little inn over there. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So, each, like, area has their own shul. Um, And there are... There's a girl's school, a boy's school, and a high school for girls, high school for boys. There's Hillel, Yeshiva. Um... I don't know. There's a
0: few restaurants and other nice people. Okay, I was there. I was there once with Beth Warren in the summer. Do you know Beth Warren? Yes, I love her. Maybe not personally, but I know her. Yeah, because she <laughs> she's also the one of our health healthy right. eating guides. We have Beth on the show a couple times a year. Um, okay, so um, how did you start off as you? Jill is what I love I'm not talking gonna, about. My planner. <laughs> okay, so I'm actually people are gonna say. She's not in food business. I'm like, she really is. She's before you get to the food. <laughs>
2: before, right. That's right. When you go to the grocery store, that's where I start. That's, that's where, where I come in.
0: That's where Jill, entered Jill Duchesne. Right. Chatra Club. Yes. Okay, so, so you, you can introduce. Started,
2: okay, so I started, well, I'm a planner list person. I make lists from my lists because I love to write things down. I know I'm very old-fashioned. People love to use their phone, but I like pen and paper. There's something about crossing things off that you can't do any
0: other way. My husband calls eyeing it out. He puts an eye through it. Yes, I love that. And then you get one line. Ah,
2: okay. So I like that. So anyway, um, I was looking for a planner that had everything that I needed because before I need a planner, um, I had my calendar on my fridge that had my menus. Um, I had my shopping list, which was just scrap paper that I could find somewhere. Um, I had my school my kids school list I had you know a bunch of different papers and it was always like okay what's okay what are we doing like all over and then I finally sat down and made one planner Um, it has everything you need to run a Jewish household so you have the Shabbat times and holiday times fast times you have um, in the daily layout you have the sunrise and sunset times which people find very useful for many different reasons Um, you have the Hebrew dates you have all the Hebrew and legal holidays, like, on each day. And there's a monthly view. This
0: is a cleaner one. Okay, we're going to show that. This is one <laughs> very I have. messy. <laughs> this is the one you gave me. Yes. Okay, I'm going to hold it up. You know, when I met, Leah Shapiro introduced us a couple of weeks ago. Um, and I said, you know, as busy moms, it's so hard to keep on top of everything. Right. And especially with the cooking. And I'm like, you got to come on my show and talk about how you get organized in cooking. And I told
2: you, I'm like, I don't do food.
0: <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you do. But because before we get to, before we can do anything with right. food, before we can cook. You have to write down. Yeah. So
2: then there's a place for your dinners. So um, what people like to do is, let's say Sunday or the week before, they plan their dinners for that week. Um, and it's and you can plan your grocery list and and. What I personally do is when I go to um, I shop at Wegmans. My my love for Wegmans is What is that? Wegmans?
0: Yeah, I don't know what Wegmans is.
2: Oh, okay. You have to come and we're, I'm going to take you there. Is it a food store? Yes. Oh, it's it's a grocery store.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Your face is lighting up. <laughs> See? <laughs> okay. It's
2: like Disney in a food store. But I that's how I try. Oh, I describe that's it. That's
0: why we get along so well. Okay. Yes.
2: So anyway, so when I'm shopping and I feel like I forgot something on my list, I can turn to the next few pages and be like, "Oh, let me, you know, buy a little more rice or a little more," because I have all my menus planned out. So it saves trips to the grocery, many trips to the grocery store. Um, I don't know if people like to go once a day, but I like to go once a week.
0: So I like it to helps leave. me. At lot well, I, like, live there. <laughs> also, one opened literally two blocks to my house, so it's just, like, um, nothing. It's just, like, right. going to your neighbor but and getting if something. if you were
2: organized with a list and menu planning, you would save yourself time to do what you re- – like, I know you like to do that, but you can also do other things. So. Right, right. I <laughs> with would your like- free time
0: of not running to the grocery no, store. No, no, you're 100% correct. I went yesterday to lot three times. They made fun of me. <laughs> One of the, I mean, I'm buddies with all the cashiers. They're like, Are you back again? I'm like, <laughs> Yes. Yeah, I'm back.
2: <laughs> that's, some days, that's just how and it I,
0: goes. I quite often go with a list,
2: but I'm a human, so whatever. Oh, I will turn back to my house if I forget my planner. If I'm on my way to a grocery store, shopping, whatever, I cannot go without
0: it. Right. I can't actually also shop without a list. I yeah, just like, Ooh, forget stuff. So, how
2: do you handle like Costco? List. I don't know you write the, so as well I don't go every week to Costco so when I do need when I start running out of things I make a Costco list and I'll make it like the week after um like I'll turn a few pages ahead and write Costco and write start writing my list of things that I see I'm running out of so you and then I'll build that into my errands
0: plan in advance yes when to go to Costco mm-hmm it's not like, oh, I have a free hour, I'll just run. You no, are very scared Because
2: that is very dangerous. <laughs> you can buy a lot without a list. If you say, hey, I have a free hour, let me just go to Costco. I don't know about anyone else, but it's it's dangerous. You just go and
0: spend stuff. I'd actually like to hear from my audience about your shop food shopping experiences. Because I think, you know, maybe you'll email me some questions or experiences and we'll have Jill try to answer them as well. I mean, not live right now, but, right. <laughs> um, you know, and then we'll have you back on to see if you can answer some of the questions that people have emailed in or shared with us. So please share your shopping experiences or questions. Uh, uh, if you have a question on how to get organized, like how,
2: like I, what I'm saying I do, like playing ahead or make list. I don't know.
0: Email question. <laughs> Naomi at Nachhamsegel to and we will try to address this on the air with Jill. But if you want to reach out to Jill directly, you can. Okay, that's for you, ZK. I don't know, see who that is. <laughs> I'm just worried it might be so one of the interviewees. Okay. Um okay. Um we were talking Reach out. Reach out. So if people want to reach out to you directly to like do you do private consultations? um no <laughs> oh I yes. you supposed to say yes yes, <laughs> yes you do <too. laughs>
2: I guess I do now <laughs> <laughs> no but like well um, I, I love cost- when people ask me questions you can ask me via email or direct message on Instagram um people ask me um all the time like you know how where do I write my list or like if they have a question about getting organized or staying on a budget or planning I don't know let's talk about the budgets I love talking about budgets.
0: Great.
3: This is why she's <laughs> People here People hate the show. me for that. <laughs> this is why she's here it's on the B show. the B word.
0: <laughs> this is why she's here on the show because I need help too. Like how do we stay on a budget?
2: How does that work? Okay. This is what I did and it could work for you or you can adjust it to work for you. I started with everything that I bought for a month. I s- saved all the receipts and then at the end of the month I um, categorized each receipt. Like let's say you know, food receipts, restaurants, gas, um, house help, babysitting, um, I don't know, manicures and haircuts and that kind of stuff, clothing, any, you know, everyone has their own categories, but that's like a main few. Um, and then you calculate the total of each category, and that's how much you more or less spend. You can do it for from one month to three months to just get a good idea of how much you generally spend on each category. And then... You, that's your number. And then you add that total and you have to see if you're making enough money, are you spending more than you make or are you good? You're spending less than you make is good.
0: i have been awe <laughs> of
2: this girl. Jill. <laughs> Wait, and then you have to adjust your numbers if you're spending more than you make, then you have to adjust your numbers. Then and you say. have a problem. Right. <laughs>
0: we have a problem. Maybe we
2: shouldn't think? go eat out every single week or maybe we should cut down on whatever it is that you could you can you know see yourself doing realistically um and there and, and that and then you those are your numbers and then i actually have in
3: here
2: when people see the weekly budget area uh, over by the weekend page um they i usually get comments like oh i love this or oh don't look at me that's not my my husband would love this but that's not my thing. This <laughs> it's is usually like a very split kind of crowd that either loves the budget or like don't talk to me. And
0: it even has the parishes stuff. Yes. Like each week it has like here I opened up December 15th. It's coming up. That's soon. actually my brother. <laughs> Eventually. That's my brother's birthday. Oh. Um Parashah Miketz. This is Bar Mitzvah. <laughs> oh God, that's
2: funny you remember that.
0: Yeah, I used to be able to recite the Haftorah. <laughs> half para, right? Don't you yes. Have um, because, you know, I heard it for a year. <laughs> over and over and over. Okay. So it even has, like, literally, this is a ca- – I'm just going to tell you. I'm describing the page. I randomly open up to December 15th. It says December 15th, 27th of Kifle- Kislev, 5778. That's coming up. Coming up. 2017. 2000- right. Because we're in 5777. Because 7, right. seven, it's, it's confusing. Only, right. So it's coming up. <laughs> okay. Uh, it has the sunrise sunset for the day, which uh, she does it's this every for day. every day. So every day. forget Shabbos, Shabbos aside. Mm-hmm. Then it has candle lighting 4.11 eleven for that day. It's one of the earliest Shabbos of the yes. year. I'm just saying, <laughs> right? I think this. Th- what what is it this week? Eight eight <laughs> eleven. I will tell you right now. Oh, she's flipping eight o eight. In
2: in this is actually for New York time. So yes you know.
0: 808 in new york yes. so for okay if you're listening around the world i don't know where you're listening from in new york in december 15 2017 mm-hmm. it's 4:11 so this week june 20 something is going to be eight that's a 4 hour shift you know cool yes, it is so actually. this is actually the new york time mm-hmm. okay then it gives you, it has an icon of candles so it says 4:11 next to it's a, a, a safe air so i'm assuming that's the name of the parasha, mm-hmm. miket so And then it has the Havdalah, which is one candle, so cute, icon, and it goes out at 516. Okay. And then at the bottom, it has, you know, Yosef interprets Pyro's dream. It's a little highlight. Just like a little
2: synopsis of
0: Egypt. Brothers go to Egypt and then return to Yaakov, Benjamin's arrest. That's pretty much my attention span in (laughs) short. great so i'll actually be prepared on know right. it so seriously that's
2: that's also what i wanted it's not it's it's also um besides for being like you know collecting all your lists and your school schedules and and appointments and everything else it's also living life with intention so going to we don't go to school anymore so we don't know or at least i don't, I don't always know <laughs> what the parasha is about and so i can just quickly look like oh and then go to the table and know what's going on
0: Right. In you know? three lines. Literally. Yeah. Like or well it, it jogs, depends on. Right, you know, it issues, jogs but. your mem but it jogs your memory also. Yeah. Like, oh, this is the part right, that, exactly. that happened. You know, twelve right. years of Jewish Day School seminary and, right. and sheerim over the years, you right. know, it jogs your memory. And then here you have like little challenges, like the yes. challenge check-in. Split receipts into categories. <gasps> <That's>, Speaking <laughs> of budgets. Right. Right. Tally each pile that num that number is the category's budget. Totals may need adjusting so you don't spend more than you make. Right, it's a little challenge. What I did like, in
2: a shorter version.
0: <laughs> right, like it's great. Another challenge check-in. This is for Wednesday, May two thousand and eighteen. Gosh, who knows where we'll be? Hopefully, my will be here by then. <laughs> who will, who will you be loving intentionally today? What will you do for him slash her? Yes, that's um,
2: those challenge check-ins are every Wednesday on in the daily. Oh, layout um, because we also have a weekly layout and that's in the weekend um, because every the beginning
0: of every month
2: there is oh shopping list the shopping oh. list
0: okay okay perfect for Pesach there <laughs> <laughs> and there's she has a Pesach shopping list that goes to the beginning of March because Ma- Pesach is early well, this it's year it's
2: gonna be right end of March this coming up Pesach will be. At the end, end of, of March.
0: March. I know yeah. everything's really early this year. It, yeah. Yeah. Just
2: like early, late, early,
0: late. Last year it all. was so late. It was the end of March. I came home May 1st from Florida, from Pesos. Wow. This year, <laughs> it's like we're going
2: down it's February like something. Right. Be- March so Beginning. Of yeah. Beginning of each month, there's like something to do with that munch. Lunch. lunch. That lunch. Lunch. <laughs> and then there's also a challenge for...
0: I just love this. This is and like then, so up my alley. So it's
2: it's also like living life, thinking, you know, not just going through day by day, picking up the kids, or going to work, going shopping, making dinner, going to bed. Same thing, same thing. It's it's like, you know, like here, I think Hashem for just like thinking and being a Jewish person, you know.
0: So I uh, I'm I'm absolutely in love, in love with this. Um, you know, it's it's. It's mind blowing, you know how you can be organized um, and and stay on top of things. Because sometimes I feel like you can just drown in Pesach work or right. Shabbos work, and like it's Wednesday and like you know yep. it's stressful. And what am I doing? And I like I try to like make use of time, but
2: right, this helps me make uh, make use of time. Um, I don't know. It also helps me sleep better, <laughs> right? Because I can go to sleep knowing that I don't have to remember anything in the morning because everything is in the planner. Right. Hopefully. That's the key word,
0: hopefully. Hopefully. (laughs) So (laughs) I actually don't have a physical planner. You should know through getting – I had a a planner. We called them a diary in Australia. My mother used to call it a diary. Okay. Or calendar. And the school would give them out. And I was actually really good about keeping notes – Oh, let's talk about ah, this. school. Keep your notes, and I always had no, and I always had a diary. Mm-hmm. Even when I got married, and um, you know, and then came, I want to call it the Zire. It was an electronic before there were phones. The Palm. Palm Zire. Yes. The Palm Pilot. Palm Yes. Pilot. The Palm Pilot. I had the Zire seventy. Where I had a built-in phone. My husband goes, "Why do you need a phone on your calendar on on your thing?" I'm like, oh, one day it'll be worth something. Like, <laughs> one, and then all of a sudden, phones appeared in yes. cameras. Uh, uh, cameras appeared in phones. So, I always had I always had um, a, a a notebook mm-hmm. like with lists. I actually keep lists in my phone. Okay. Um, and then the 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 then the Palm Pilot became the trio, the Palm Trio, mm-hmm. and it was a phone, and then ended up with a BlackBerry, and yes. then the BlackBerry. Baruch Dynamis, you know, Allah Hashalam became an iPhone. And, you know, I cannot function without, whether it's paper or digital, you can't function without keeping yourself organized, Mm -hmm. right? Like I do so much in one day or in a week that I got out of my mind.
2: You know what's interesting? Um, And I didn't even realize this until recently. Um, a few years ago, I was in parenting class, and um, I-, I was asking, like, a question, like, I don't even remember what I was asking, and a friend of mine turns to me, she goes, how do you have time to think? And how do you have time to, like, you know, be spiritual or, like, just think about life, like, like you know, questions that, I don't know. So I said, I don't know. Then I said, I don't know. But now it just hit me that I I have space in my head to think because, Everything that doesn't need to be in my head is in my planner. So when the last day of school is already written down from the day I get my kids' uh, school calendar, right. um, like things that I don't have to remember are in here because it's just easier. And then I could think about other things. like I have space in my head to think about life right and living and th- things that I want to do. So it's cool.
0: Next thing. <laughs> It's great because yeah. we're talking about this, but train your kids.
2: Yeah, There's definitely.
0: Student boss. She's got a student boss.
2: Student planner
0: for the Jewish student. And that's what
2: we were talking about.
0: I love this. I love this for the kids. Okay, we're going to do a giveaway? Yeah. Want to do a giveaway? Let's do a giveaway. Let's
2: do a giveaway. <laughs>
0: Let's do a giveaway for the students. Sure. Or let them pick. Maybe they don't have kids and they want one. Um, they It could do- be. Um you tell You, you, you decide. Tell what do you think? We're doing this on the fly here. Let's think. I, I don't know. We've got two giveaways.
2: Is this enough space for a busy person?
0: Depends on how busy they are. Define <laughs> busy. I guess so. Yeah, I guess you can decide. Sure. Okay, so you want one of these gorgeous calendar Planners. diary planner. <laughs> We're combining all the words. The planner. A planner. Did I say it right? Planner. Say it. I like how you say it. Planner. Planner. It's a planner. <laughs> That's how we say it in the Australian accent. You know what to do, guys. Email me, naomi at nachamsiegel.com. And um, you got to follow Shatra Club. Yes. Spell it. S-H-A-A-T-R-A Club. Now, did we discuss on the show what Shatra means? I don't remember. Right, because I think we did on on, on Instagram. <laughs> Right? What, what does shatra mean? Oh, here are the boys. So,
2: shatra in very short means, uh, bala, it's so, similar to balabasta in Yiddish. It's like homemaker. Um, you were saying supermom, but I was saying <laughs> that it could be super mom in everyone's own terms. So, it's not really like, oh, she does it all. She's, you know, super mom. It's everybody. Everybody's a super superwoman. Okay,
0: cool. I yeah. love it. I love it. Okay. Jill has been amazing. She is so inspiring. I just, even though she's not a chef and she's not a cook, I mean she's a cook because she has kids and family at home. I had to have her on the show because I had to get her to be organ to teach us how to be organized and better organized. Even if you think you are organized, you could do better.
2: <laughs> you know it. Well, <laughs> those who like to be organized love to be organized.
0: So that's why it works for them. Okay. I am so thrilled. I'm so glad I got to know you through, Leia. Yes. And this has been a treat. Um, I don't know if you can stick around. I've got my next guests. are. It's going to be such a crazy show. We've actually had to split this in two parts. The guys are going to be on the show in over a two-week period. This interview is going to carry over from one table for two to another. Okay, so sit tight. We're going to leave you on a hanging note at the end of this show and then you'll have to tune back in for the second week in a row. I know that you all listen any case. So. <laughs> um, okay, so you guys want to switch yes. seats. Hello, guys. I have in this house. Oh, my God, I'm, can I say that I'm like starstruck by these two chefs? So Dil Duchesne is leaving the um, – she's not leaving the studio. She's leaving the hot seat over here. And um, Alex R- – Alex from Fireside Executive Chef Alex. Alex, you come here. Oh yeah. Oh, How yeah. are you? Welcome back. Crazy traffic, right? Yeah. Okay. No, no worries. So we're gonna do this in two parts. We're gonna start now for a couple of minutes. We're gonna close out the show together. Okay. okay? And then we're gonna get ready I for our like for Sheffield our big Belfast show. We're gonna do, what? I think we should let like Chef uh-huh. uh, they're shy. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we have Alex, Alex Remer or Remer? Are you wait- Remer, I always ask him this every time. So Alex is my good foodie friend, executive chef at Fireside. Big fan of his food. He's amazing. He does incredible work up there in Muncie. Um, so he's gonna. We're gonna talk to him, and then we're gonna um, uh, do a show. We're gonna do a whole show with um, Alex. But he brought in a special guest. Can I just say, I'm so excited. Yeah. <laughs> Moses, how are, how are you? Thank you it. left the sh- the chefs' chat. Do you know I was in that chefs' chat? You know. <laughs> keep I'm, it clean. I'm,
3: I'm shaking my hand. Oh, I this. I'm, I'm doing my best. <laughs> oh, cool.
0: Oh, for me. Yeah. We got to keep it clean. <laughs> um, yeah. Don't so, you have one of those buttons. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, yeah. So we were in the chefs' chat, but you got too busy. It happens. Yeah, it's okay. So you are like a very famous. You know that, right? I don't know. I I just cook. I'm a cook. He's a cook. He's really one of America's most talented chefs, Moses Wendell. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Executive chef of the former paradise. We are still crying that you closed it down. Well, you
3: know, it did six years. Six years was hard. I
0: know. It's definitely, you know, I totally hear that. Um, America's most um, interesting cuisine, exotic flavor profiles like no one else had seen before.
3: (laughs) We just tried to make people happy. Oh,
0: you made us very happy, <laughs> very happy. We would go then; we'd order the entire menu. Well,
3: thank you, for, thank you for your support.
0: Yeah, yeah, me and me and everyone else, we we all really loved you and loved the food. But now we're moving on, right? We've done, we're yeah, doing we're, something else. We
3: got something new now. I'm up in Muncie.
0: Um, you live in Muncie?
3: I don't live there. I live, I live in Jersey. <laughs>
0: Oh okay. Oh in a, in man. A secret hidden location. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we, won't, we won't say that. A live beast cave. In, in a bat. Yeah, bat cave. Beast cave. Okay. So tell us about Yangi Joint.
3: Um, well, so this is like one restaurant of a couple I'm supposed to be working on up there. A couple of restaurants. Well, yeah, at least one more. Um, basically, uh, we were uh, sort of started with this barbecue concept. It was started before I got there. And I kind of came in and saw this uh, amazing smoker, this old hickory smoker, and kind of fell in love with it and decided to do something crazy and try working in Muncie for a while.
0: <laughs> that must be
3: fun. Well, it's a change of pace, you know.
0: Okay. Definitely a little,
3: different from Brooklyn.
0: Yeah, a little bit more laid back. You were in a very loud location over there.
3: Well, you know, I'm used to that. You know, so for me, it's the opposite. It's like when the, you know, you hear all the crickets when you go visit the countryside. That's what you're hearing. <laughs> it makes <That's>... me nervous.
0: <laughs> I used like a uh, big city girl. Okay. So y- how long has The Beast been open for?
3: Only a couple of months. We opened up in March. Um, still, kind of getting our sea legs and trying to figure out what what suits the clientele and makes people happy.
0: Yeah, your food makes people happy.
3: Well, yeah. And Alex is I cannot <laughs> no, leave Alex. Oh, Chef Wendell. <laughs> yeah, he's the man. I love Chef Wendell. Yeah. <laughs> well, so far I really haven't fed him as much as he's fed me. So it really.
0: Okay, we out. haven't been open as long up there. <laughs> I have not had a chance to be to beast when you had the opening night. I was too busy doing my pet. Passover cooking, so oh, I couldn't get...
3: I think, you know, we'd we'll definitely get better with time anyway. I mean, it's been, you know, a challenge opening up. But anytime you open up a new restaurant, there's a lot of really high expectations. And you just kind of oh, always struggle to meet him, especially doing something different than he did last time. You know, I think people...
0: Explain the differences to us. Because if, you know, All someone's right. new to... Or they don't live in New York and they're listening to the show.
3: Sure. So Pardes was kind of like no holds barred as far as what flavors we used. And we really try to be very ingredient-focused on what was local and coming from our farmers and very seasonal and is a much more like a strain concept. It's basically like, you know, built off our smoker. Cause that's like the focus of it. Yeah. Um, and smoked meat and we do some other, you know, Southern food as well. We try and do, um, Modern versions of it keep, keep it pretty rustic, you know. what southern
0: food? What do you mean by that? Southern
3: rustic food, what you call soul food or down south food. or You know, we're kind of open-minded about what that means. We don't necessarily pick one region.
0: Right, because some of the listeners are very much New Yorkers and might not know what soul food is.
3: Sure. I mean, so, you know, I mean, th- there was always elements of that at parties. This is just more focused on that. You know, in other words, we're doing a much more rustic chicken and waffle now, you know, which is actually Manhattan food technically, but but things like that. You know, I love so, chicken and waffles. You know, so for us, we're doing like... Um, like fun stuff, we have like a hot chicken sandwich on, which is like the super hot chicken that you know from from the south that, that that people get down with there. We're sort of bringing that to kosher a little bit milder than uh, what we started with, <laughs> but um, <laughs> too spicy. Well, you know, originally I think you know that might have been a problem. I
0: think Ashkenazim <laughs> cannot handle the spice. Right? I'm, I'm Jill, still but here. Is that my mi-
3: horseradish? <laughs>
0: Jill, Jill, that microphone's on. Jill, do you eat spicy food? Being a Syrian, somewhat, not super
2: spicy like people think.
0: Right, but Syrian food is not so spicy, right?
2: Some things are.
0: Some things are, and it depends on the cook. Right. And okay. True. Sauce. True. Okay. Is is a lot of the food at this restaurant being...
3: No, I mean we're not doing like super spicy everything. We just kind of, you know, I try and I try and give people what I, what I think they'll like, and you know, sometimes that's a, that's a challenge.
0: Okay. And people
3: like while still while still pushing pushing boundaries, you know.
0: Okay, I love the I love the word pushing boundaries in food because we <laughs> need
3: it. I just get bored really easily, so.
0: i love that and we really appreciate that as the people that love your food and eat it we want to see change i hate when you go to restaurants and they don't change your menu in 20 years 20 years there's some restaurants i know i'm not going to name them (laughs) let's
3: not get into that let's
0: (laughs) let's move with the times people and it gives kosher a bad name
3: Uh, i think though people like you know there's certain things i mean especially i made uh, one to talk i've been doing some pretty traditional barbecue food now there's something to be said for Things that are classic or things people love or staple restaurants, you know. I just uh, I'm not cut out for them. That's all. That's great. <laughs> well,
0: well, thank you not yeah, for blessing be- in like- a curse, you know. Yeah. Okay. So, so what exciting things are going to be on the menu? That.
3: I mean, you know, again, it's not like parties where I'm like doing, you know, three different kinds of like, you know, chemical. Techniques or like stuff like that on there. Although I love doing that, you know, I mean, this is a much more. What's a chemical technique? Not that I mean, like, you know, doing like a gel and a foam and a this and a that and a plate. And then, as long as it's executed well, it's a great style of food. Like, it's definitely like something I've done and I'm proud of, but this is much more straightforward, you know, three elements on a plate or like, you know, a lot of dishes are the same sides, like slaw and like your choice of bread and your choice of sauce. I mean, we're doing a lot of techniques you would have done at parties but we're just presenting them in a much more rustic fashion, you know?
0: I know when you would go to Pardis, it'd be eight elements on a plate. This is a little simpler. Right. So how long did it take to prepare a dish there? I've never had you on the show when you were
3: in Pardis. I mean, depending on what you're talking about, this things we'd ferment for six months before we'd serve them, you know. Mm. <laughs> I know Ari
0: White will bring in pros- lamb prosciutto, and he's like, oh, this has been in my closet for a year and a half. I'm like, oh, cool. Like,
3: <laughs> Yes, I mean, it's hard to say. You know, yeah, exactly. So we do, like, lamb hams at Pardis, and that would take months, you know, whereas... This is much more like the night before, you know, we loaded up with our briskets and our short ribs and stuff like that and whatever specials we're going to do. Like today, you know, we're working on a a cherry glazed veal ham, you know, but it's like not like a veal ham like we do at parties. We were curing things for a long time. This is more of like a cured, steamed, smoked hot ham, you know, like uh, sort of like a more traditional, like honey glazed ham. Um, But
0: kosher, of course.
3: Well, made with veal. Yeah, kosher. <laughs> so I, I can't do the quotes that I do on the He's online. Doing air quotes. Air quotes. We, we air can quote do air ham. quotes. We're air quote, doing ham air bacon. Quotes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So some things are curing for a long time, like pastrami or like our bacon in quotes. Um, and other things, you know, you start the night before and you you rub them down and you know you trim the fat off and you throw them in the smoker and you you hope the smoke magic happens. <laughs> okay.
0: What does that mean? You hope.
3: I mean, look, it, it, it's it, volatile. You're talking about something that you're feeding wood into, and it's going for a long time. And things happen, and, and, and you, you know, you kind of every day you're just kind of like, uh, it's more of a, a face based thing, there's a science to it. But, like, look, if I'm gonna sue you like a, a short rib for 72 hours or whatever, like, I don't know what's gonna happen unless someone unplugs it, you know, right? <laughs> Whereas, but,
0: but with smoke, you've got the sure, sometimes, the weather.
3: Someone, <clears throat> sure, I got a morning staff, you know, and, and they're kind of focused on their stuff, so I've been feeding the fire, so they come in and like. Throw an extra login in because someone doesn't know what they're doing, you know. <laughs> that can be, like, a major problem, you know. So it's, uh, and it's a new place. So you just kind of getting getting used to it.
0: And, right. You know? It's fun. Do you find that exciting?
3: I like doing new things. So, no, I mean, I'll, I'll put it to you like this. So, um, for a while, I worked for a French chef when I was younger. Uh, was my chef uh, in, in New Jersey, in, in Lambertville, Jean-Michel Dumas, right? And uh, his attitude was like I'm French. So if you put it on the menu, it's French food, right? And then later, I worked for a guy named David Ansel at a place called Peef that I was like the chef de cuisine sous chef at in Philly. And uh, he's not French, although his wife is. And so he was very, the food must be French. You have to source it from a French recipe and da 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 the technique. And I kind of like the constraint, you know, especially cause like the restaurant had been like a more Northern France style. And I had a Southern France training from my chef. So I don't mind constraints. I don't mind having a focused cuisine, you know, it's one, it's one thing to have no limits. And like, obviously as the sole owner of part the limits were whatever limits I placed on it. And that shifted over you know, the course of six years, you know. Um, but it, it, it's, it's interesting to do a honed-down food in, like, you know, one style. I, I like doing that. You kind of kind of focus on the nuances of that style more. I love that.
0: We are listening to Table for Two. We actually have a very exciting – we had a very exciting show. We're going to wrap up this show. Um, our hour is up. And we're going to continue the show. This is going to be part one of a part two show, a part two series. Right, ZK? I think that's a good um, because this is – very intense. I really wanted these guys to get in here and, and be with us. So We're actually all meeting up today and it's going to be an unbelievable show. We just had Victoria Dweck, Secrets of Skinny Cooking by Art Scroll, um, an amazing book. Make sure you sign up and join us um, for the giveaway um, for her book as well as Jill Duche coming all the way from Deal, New Jersey. Thank you so much. He took the ferry across. he here, has journey, how she got to the Lower East Side right here today. Uh, so you can uh, also uh, be in the giveaway for her cookbook. You have to uh, email me, Naomi, at com. Just let me know if you want which which books you want or both. Hey, why not? And make sure you follow Victoria and Jill and me and the NachamSiegel Network. Okay. We're going to say goodbye and we're going to welcome in a couple of minutes, we're going to do part two, so make sure everyone tunes in for part two next week for the continuation of this show. Shabbat shalom, everyone. This is Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. Our show is sponsored by Marzipan Bakery. One taste is all it takes.